right, hey fam, it is Phoenix with the Wine Cellar, and also Phoenix of the Phoenix Kalita Show, because that's just something I fucking do now. <laughs> um, I wanted to make a quick live video, I know the lighting in here is like so shitty, but um, I wanted to make a quick live video to talk about this whole Robert Kraft situation, um, because apparently some folks um, have have questions, concerns, comments, and I keep getting all these like messages and emails and DMs and every time there's an update, and now there was just another update about the cameras in this case, and I'm like, let me just make the video and, you know, give all my thoughts and answer all the questions as best I can and do all that right now. So, um, if you're unaware at this point, which probably nobody is, uh, Robert Kraft, he's the owner of the football team, the New England Patriots, he got arrested, um... Uh, you know, for going to a massage parlor for some receiving some sort of sexual service, right? Like that's the the story. And since that happened, there has been basically like nothing but um, a lot of you know suspicion and commentary and these uh, you know suggestions that the place he went to the the women who are working there are actually victims of sex trafficking, and that he. Um, you know, was basically uh, receiving sexual services from somebody who was non-consensually uh, working there. They were, you know, forced, coerced, you know, maybe, uh, you know, pulled from Asia because this was an Asian mas massage parlor, uh, maybe pulled from Asia, you know, over to work in this and whatnot. And as soon as the story came out, a bunch of sex workers were like, this doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound like trafficking, you know? And so... Um, a lot of people were like, well, but you know, the police said, and, and the media said, and the news said, and you know, all these folks said, and prosecutors, and these rescue agencies, and the rescue industry, because it is an industry, like, let's just be honest, um, you know, said that these women were trafficked, and you know, so on and so forth. So I, I really just want to address that, uh, especially as the updates keep coming. So, you know, to start with, I'm going to go to uh, polarisproject.org. They are part of the rescue industry. Um, they have influence over policy, legislation, implementation, um, training, so identify trafficking. I'm not a huge fan. A lot of what they do, I think, is absolute trash. But, you know, they're richer and more politically connected than me, so they must fucking be right. So these are just um, on their own website, like signs uh, that someone might be a victim of human trafficking. Okay? So, um, not free to leave and come and go at will. Um, is unpaid, paid very little, works excessively long or unusual hours, is not allowed breaks or suffers unusual restrictions at work. Um, let's see, high security measures exist, uh, exist in the workplace and or living conditions, boarded up windows, bars on windows, security cameras, barbed wire, etc. cetera. Uh, experiences verbal and physical abuse by their supervisor, not given safety equipment, uh, forced to meet daily quotas. Okay, so those are some of the um, signs of trafficking according to Players Project. So keep those in mind as we go through this and uh, talk about this fucking Robert Kraft case, okay? So um, I guess we should start with uh, how the investigation kicked off, right? So this is actually from uh, a local ABC affiliate, local10.com. And uh, this article, yeah, we're going to go through a couple articles and hopefully, you know, build up the timeline. I'm telling stories here, but I'm not Rachel Maddow, so it's not going to be about Russia. Don't worry. Don't be scared. All right. 
Um, so this, of course, is when, you know, shit first went down, right? Police allege New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft spent a total of 53 minutes at a Florida day spa during two visits, uh, during which time he paid for sex. So it took investigators about four months of work involving stakeouts, dumpster searches, and secret installation of video cameras inside the business to bust the Orchids of Asia day spa in Jupiter and charge Kraft and other men with misdemeanor solicitation of prostitution. Just a side note, does anyone watch American Horror Story? Jupiter, Florida is where they um, did the uh, freak show season, right? With the carnival? You know, whatever. Um, anyways, so Kraft has pled not guilty, casting a, uh, casting a national spotlight on a wider police probe into whether or not the people who ran the spa were involved in sex trafficking. Right, okay, so right, it starts already with this, like, this moral panic, this pearl clutching. So, the Jupiter Spa was just one of several Florida spas ensnared in the larger seven-month investigation. Scores of alleged Johns have been or will be charged in the case. And what has been made public is just a fraction of a large international operation stretching from China to New York to Florida's Atlantic coast. See, again, very broad, very moral panicky, very pearl-clutchy. So, it continues on and talks about the court documents and how police handled this investigation. Um, and it says they found evidence of Kraft and more than 20 other men receiving sexual services in the month of January. And according to the papers, this is what police say. They started investigating in October uh, after sheriff's detectives in a county to the north, Martin County, gave them some information. Martin County detectives, uh, since July, had been investigating possible human trafficking and prostitution at massage parlors in their own jurisdiction and told police in Jupiter they had reasons to believe orchids of Asia might be doing similar things. Notice how they... Don't mind my notifications. Um, notice how they conflated trafficking and prostitution. You're right. Trafficking and prostitution. Okay. These things are not synonyms, really. So... Um, <clears throat> Acting on a tip, a Jupiter detective searched the business on the internet and saw several reviews describing it as a rug and a rub and tug slang for a massage parlor that provides sexual services. Uh, the detective decided to covertly record the outside of the business on video for about a week, 24 hours a day, starting November 6th. Each day, the spot opened at 9 a.m. and closed around 10:30 or 11. Between 7 and 20 clients visited the spot each day, and all were male, according to the affidavit. And this is a moment again, I have to like, you know, take a, take a moment and point out one of the things about human trafficking that is oftentimes repeated is that, um, the trafficked people are servicing dozens of clients a day, 20, 25 men a day that they have to use, um, like vaginal numbing cream or, uh, you know, painkillers to get through how many clients they have to see and how much work they have to do. But mind you, this is one facility and 20 clients in one day with multiple employees does not add up to dozens of men each day. Right, so peep the um, the hyperbole in the way that sex trafficking is framed here. You know. All right, so all clients would stay for about thirty to sixty minutes, according to the affidavit. Uh, after seeing the video, a detective, the detective asked a Florida Department of Health investigator to inspect the business. The inspector visited on November fourteenth and said she met three women, a manager and two employees, and uh, her suspicions were raised. She uh, advised it appeared that as though the female employees were living there. Okay, inside the rooms were uh, inside the two rooms with beds, including sheets and pillows. Next to the beds were dressers, which housed several personal items, including medicines and clothing for the females. And inside the kitchen of the business, the investigator found a refrigerator filled with food and condiments consistent with individuals living inside the building. 
So now, again, I have to go back to the hyperbole and the pearl clutching, the moral panic of the sex trafficking thing. One of the things that they like to say is, if you're a victim of sex trafficking, you're not allowed to own personal belongings. You have a minimal amount of clothes. Uh, you don't have somewhere clean to sleep, but that's not what seems to be going on here. They have so many personal items that and clothes that they have whole dressers full of things, you know? They have beds. They have a refrigerator full of food. Um, that doesn't line up with what we're told sex trafficking looks like, you know? So, um, <clears throat> then you gotta wonder, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> you gotta wonder, you know, how accurate, um, are these ideas about what sex trafficking looks like, or is this just not sex trafficking, but they put sex trafficking in the, in the title because clickbait sells. Okay. Um, three police detectives were outside in unmarked vehicles. If the inspections end, a detective saw a woman go out a back door and toss a plastic bag into a dumpster. Um, mm -hmm. uh, police say it was clear multiple women were working and living inside the spas. They were cooking on the back steps and sleeping in the massage parlors. Um, on the night of November 14th, two detectives went to the dumpster and looked inside. They found several small grocery-style plastic bags. Uh, inside one were several pieces of ripped paper. They had a spreadsheet with columns titled in, out, cash, card, prepaid, card tip, and other. Okay, so it sounds like they were just doing some bookkeeping. And then also inside the bag were several napkins, which were wet and appeared to be covered in seminal fluid. Okay, well. Um, on January 10th, right? So that was from November to January. Now, mind you, also, they're saying that these women are trafficked and helpless and need immediate help, but they found out in November they had proof of, um, you know, sexual transactions going on. And in January, they still haven't rescued any of these women. Just saying. So January 10th, police again watched the business from outside. Uh, this time when uh, men left the business, police looked for traffic violations. Police stopped four cars that left the business. Um, for allegations including speeding, running a red light, and violation of a traffic control device. During these traffic stops, a detective asked the man what they had done at the spa. According to the affidavit, each man said that a woman gave them massage and in the end manually stimulated their genitals to climax. Which again is like, so instead of just arresting them for what you knew was going on there, you stopped them under the false pretense of running a stoplight? Okay, that's not shady at all. Right? And then on uh, January 17th, they installed video cameras secretly inside the massage parlor. According to the affidavit, this is nice and vague, by the way, a tactical ruse was conducted at the Target business to remove current occupants and install covert uh, video surveillance equipment. So uh, we're going to get to that later. That's like the most recent update is uh, how they got police uh, or how police got everyone out, what the tactical ruse was. But so, yeah, so you see that this investigation has been going on. January 19th is when Kraft visited. It says that he gave the employee, uh, and also, mind you, they have cameras up at this point, so they were watching these women, right? Mind you, these trafficked women who are victims who need help. Police spent weeks watching them perform sex acts on men without anybody's consent. Because that's how you should definitely treat a trafficked person. You should watch them um, engaged in sex acts with someone else. And then, of course, you know, January 19th is when uh, Kraft shows up, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots. And, um... It's noted, actually, in the affidavit that he was handing out $100 bills to the women that he was seeing, which, of course, then goes back to the whole, like, they don't get paid and they don't have any money. 
there are people who make less than $100 a day in America, <laughs> you know, let alone $100 off one client. <clears throat> Just saying. Um, so that's kind of about the end of where I'm at with this article because then it's just talking about, you know, craft getting arrested and it's a misdemeanor. And, you know, I, I would add, though, that a misdemeanor and a fine and community service, a misdemeanor is typically up to a year in prison. This investigation was almost five months. So basically they spent as much time investigating someone for a misdemeanor as this person, if convicted, would actually spend in jail. It kind of seems like a waste of resources. Maybe. Huh? All right. So that's just kind of like the basic investigation of it. And then I want to talk about this whole camera situation. I have so many tabs open. It's disgusting, actually. <laughs> so many tabs open. Um, and none of them are in chronological order because I do show prep in an amazing way. So now this one is from the Miami Herald. This is from March of this year. And of course, you know, they start with the, you know, they had a tip and did the you know, um, the investigation and, you know, started in like November and then December and January and they're still, you know, uh, checking things out. Um, what I want to point out is that, um, these camp, these fucking, uh, notifications, my bad y'all. Um, now here's the thing, which is what I have. Attorney Eric Schwartzreich, who represents one of the customers charged, said he took issues with the sneak and peek warrants that were initially authorized as part of the Patriot Act, where federal agents were chase chasing down suspected terrorists. He said it certainly raises eyebrows that all men w then were accused of committing driving infractions after leaving the spa. They're claiming human trafficking, which is a serious offense, said Schwartzreich, but if the women were being victimized like they said, how could they sit there and watch the acts and not make, and not make arrests? Right. Richard Kibbe is an attorney representing about 30 spa clients, some of whom were arrested and others were not. Like Schwartzreich, he has concerns that just about every person arrested was initially stopped for a traffic infraction and has petitioned the court not to release any of the video from inside the spas captured by the cameras until discovery is made public. Mm hmm. So on January 17th, the Jupiter police said they used the tactical ruse to get everyone out of the spa. What type of ruse uh, they used was not explained. Here's the fascinating thing. Now we know what the ruse was, right? So what they actually did was call in a fake fucking bomb threat. What? What? I can't. So they're using the Patriot, Patriot Act to get a warrant, which is used to find terrorists, people who are, you know, trying to bomb things or, you know, stage, um, you know, mass shootings or something. They did this for people getting hand jobs in a massage parlor. Okay. Now, um, this is according to Robert Kraft's uh, attorneys. He said, uh, or they said, because I think he has multiple attorneys. He's rich. He can fucking afford them. Um, <clears throat> Kraft is facing uh, two misdemeanor accounts of soliciting prostitution. Um, he's, you know, pled not guilty. But um, Florida investigators used a fake bomb threat to get us uh, to get inside a spa, a spa to install hidden cameras allegedly captured that allegedly captured Kraft and other men. The details surfaced in a memo uh, that the lawyers filed in their motion to toss video evidence. So they basically what police did was make uh, like a suspicious package, right? And, and then dropped it off there and said, oh, no, we need to call in the bomb squad. We have to evacuate the building. We don't know what this mis uh, mysterious package is, even though we created this mysterious package and, you know, 
place it here to get everyone out of the building. And then they put in cameras and then they spent several, uh, you know, days watching these allegedly trafficked women, these um, alleged victims of, you know, sex trafficking, giving dudes blowjobs and handjobs. That's just fucking gross. Like, that's really fucking gross, honestly. You know? And then, of course, the wildest thing about this is that nobody involved has actually been charged with trafficking. What? What? And the police, in their own warrant, specifically said that um, they had to get this warrant uh, for the cameras because if they didn't have cameras, they couldn't prove prostitution was happening. They didn't even tell the judge it was for human trafficking, and they told the judge it was for prostitution. And the judge said, Patriot Act, prostitution, they both start with a P, must be the same thing. Yeah, okay, sure. And ended up getting the cameras in without consent, and then spent several days watching these women perform sex acts without permission. I don't know. That seems kind of fucking disgusting to me. No? Just me? And then, of course, now... Everyone's been arrested. Um, all the clients were arrested and charged with soliciting prostitution or soliciting prostitutes, right? And none of the women have been um, labeled as victims of sex trafficking, right? And then there's the actual, um, the two managers of this place, if I could find the right link for that one, because I have all my tabs open. Um, let me go here. Um, so there's Hua Zhang, who's 58, and Li Wang, 45, are two, uh, the two women who police say ran the enterprise. Neither of them has been charged with sex trafficking, pimping, nothing like that. What they have been charged with is living off the proceeds of prostitution, making money from prostitution, not pimping, not human trafficking, not forcing people into the sex trade. What they are being charged with is using money that was made in their business. <laughs> so yeah, um, these are just kind of some things to keep in mind, you know? And I wanted to mention this because it's kind of wild to me how many people really immediately fell into this idea that just because, you know, news headlines said it or police said it, that, um, you know, obviously this was a sex trafficking ring. But when you look at the investigation, the wording police used, right, they're filing for warrants to get cameras, they say, to prove prostitution charges, not to rescue victims of human trafficking, not to prove uh, sex trafficking was happening. No, just to prostitution charges, right? The fact that nobody has been charged with human trafficking, the fact that they were so concerned about these women that they had to put cameras in on some shady ass shit by pretending there was a fucking bomb threat to get people out of the building to put cameras in, and then spent days watching these women engage in sex acts. Like, I, I mean, you think it would be illegal for police to watch sex workers having sex or engaging in sex acts and just keep that. Like, it's just on file. It's just on file. Like, there's just a record of these women providing oral sex and hand jobs to men, and police just have it and watch it. And watch it repeatedly for days. And instead of stopping the clients and charging them uh, initially for going into this place and receiving, um, you know, sexual services, they stopped them for fucking broken taillights and running stop signs and red lights and not using turn signals. Tell me again how this is connected to human trafficking. Tell me again where the concern is for these women who are allegedly trafficked. And I know on social media, especially on Twitter, a lot of sex workers came under a lot of fire because they started looking at these details and saying, this doesn't really sound like human trafficking. It sounds like this is just a um, 
anti-sex work take? It sounds like this is just police not wanting to deal with sex workers or accept sex work. This sounds like wanting to punish women, and in this case, it seems like potentially immigrant women for engaging in the sex trade. This isn't about saving anybody. This isn't about making anyone's lives better. This isn't about um, ending sex trafficking. This is about wasting five months of money, taxpayer, you know, taxpayer funds, resources, using shady fucking warrants, watching women have sex without consent on film, all to charge a bunch of people with misdemeanors so they can pay fines and spend three months in jail, maybe. But you know, you put trafficking in a title and all of a sudden everyone gets up in their feelings and overly involved and overly concerned. And I'm just, you know, I'm just fucking over it, you know? And I, um think that we need to start looking more critically at these things. Yeah, human trafficking is in the title, and police said that they busted a human trafficking ring, but they have not provided any evidence that these women were trafficked. They've provided evidence that there was a massage parlor where people were engaging in sexual services. They have provided evidence that men went there as clients. They have provided evidence that women worked there and lived on the premises. What they have not shown any evidence of, nor does it appear they're going to show any evidence of, is that these women were, you know... As we tend to imagine trafficking, it's like that, uh, was that Liam Neeson movie, Taken, right? You get kidnapped and drugged up and, you know, tied up in a room somewhere and, you know, sexually assaulted. Or you have someone like a pimp who's, you know, beating you or stealing your money and you can't leave because your pimp gets paid and you don't. But on film, on camera, after engaging in these sex acts that police chose to watch, we have clients giving these, you know, these uh, workers hundreds of dollars at a time. We're told that people who are sex trafficked don't have a lot of clothes or personal belongings or safe places to sleep. They had beds, dressers full of clothes, and personal belongings on the premises. So how come everything we're told um, as far as what sex trafficking looks like doesn't actually match anything that's happening in the story, but yet the story is framed as, we broke up a sex trafficking ring. Right? We gotta think critically about these things. So anyways... That is all I have to say about that. Um, I think that's all the details that are uh, up to date and new. The um, them using a fake bomb to uh, evacuate the premises to put in the cameras without anybody's knowledge is the most recent update. If there are more updates, of course I'll let people know. I imagine it's just going to be a lot of these dudes pleading out to misdemeanors, paying fines, doing community service, and you know maybe spending a couple months in jail because these are all fucking misdemeanor crimes. And you know that's how misdemeanors go. Um, Especially for what appears to be the uh, race and class intersection of <laughs> what these clients have. Um, so, yeah, if there's any other updates, of course, we'll let you know. But just, you know, keep it in the back of your mind what your told trafficking looks like versus what this case looks like and see how many of these things mesh. A lot of them don't. So, all right, I'm out of here. I have to go do things, errands, dishes, chores. I should probably eat because I haven't eaten yet today. Anyways, uh, always remember, if you like what we do, you can hit us up on the Patreon, which is patreon.com uh, slash Fund, or of course, we have the paypal.me slash phoenixandwilliam. Um, this is probably going to go up on the RSS feed for the Phoenix Kalita show as soon as iTunes approves it, which will hopefully be soon. Uh, if they don't do it in the next couple days, we might just put it on the regular Wine Cellar Media Fund if anybody wants it. So, all right. Um, and if anybody wants links, just comment below. I can drop all the links. I have like six different articles from various uh, sources about um, this whole story, particularly from local outlets, which I find to be more. Um, I find local outlets to be better at getting more facts and just more helpful to 
paint the whole picture, if you will. So, all right, I'm out of here. Y'all have a wonderful day. Please be safe and be well wherever you are.